Resilient Minds 365, where we discuss the resilient stories of entrepreneurs, professionals, and students with mental health challenges to encourage you to strive, thrive, and live in abundance. I'm your host, Cleone Crawford. So today we have a special guest, and his name is, how would you introduce yourself? What is your name? I'm Taylor James. <laughs> and Taylor... Where are you from? I'm from a city in the UK called Coventry. Wow. Yeah, so we're so I'm a long from, way away. You're a long way away. So what time is it where you are right now? So it's half five. Okay. In the evening. Wow. Okay. Right now we're at 1230. So you're five hours ahead of us. So awesome. In future. Awesome. Cool. Cool. So um, today, the first thing we're going to rather than reading your bio i'm just going to get you to tell us what is it that you do who are you and um yeah we'll go from there yes <laughs> um yeah um like i said my name's taylor james i'm a fellow podcaster from the uk um but my main profession um for my actual day job is an it management so i manage a small team and we do a lot of kind of um, fulfillment requests for a lot of larger companies. Um, and yeah, that, that's the day job. But then my hobby is obviously the podcast. It's called The Waffle Shop, where we, like yourself, we have a chat about different mental challenges. And it's something that kind of really started following my own mental journey. Yes. So I'm, I've been diagnosed with um, anxiety and a role in form of PTSD. Mm-hmm. Um, after I nearly lost my mom to an operation gone wrong. Wow. So, yeah, it's it's been a bit of a journey. It's something that was kind of overnight. It was, okay, your mom might not make it. Here's a house. Here's a, well, I, was, I had to become a father figure to my younger sister at the time. Um, and then, yeah, so then it was kind of very overwhelming, a lot of, life traumatic changes in such a short period of time that then pushed a lot of these obviously mental challenges onto myself and it's something that I'd never experienced before so I'm very grateful for opportunities like this to kind of have a talk talk about them and then kind of meet other people who are facing mental challenges as well because it makes me feel more human and that I'm not on my own in this kind of crazy times that we're living in yeah totally um so tell me when where when did this happen how long ago did this happen how many years ago so this happened in may 2017 and although it kind of seems a long way away since obviously everything that has changed in that obviously short period of time but obviously for anyone who struggles with PTSD it can also be a very short period of time because there's certain things and, you know, even down to music sometimes takes me back to 
that day when everything happened and so yeah it's it's a short period of time but it's a it's been an incredibly tough period of time i totally understand it like <laughs> myself i suffer with bipolar disorder and i um was diagnosed in 2006 but in but around 2012 to 2015 it was like jam-packed so much episodes like back to back to back yeah you know what i mean so i can understand where you can have like literally a period of time where it's just a few years where things just go haywire yeah and it's literally these are the things that no one prepares you for right is that you just thrown right in at the deep end just like oh okay and then as soon as you think oh okay have a bit of a breather this is okay it's mm-hmm. like bam here you go try this now <laughs> so it's like oh great <laughs> right 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 so so your mental health diagnosis as you mentioned was um ptsd and anxiety um yep. the anxiety part tell me a little bit more about that how did when did you discover that you suffered from anxiety so when it first started to happen because i'm i was i was aware of kind of like mental illness and stuff like that but i'd never experienced it so i was one of those people who were like oh you know it's all in the head it's this that and the other until i started realizing it didn't happen straight away it was about a good three four months after everything had happened mm-hmm. and i was getting kind of like stomach pain i was getting like kind of like very like very discomfort a lot of discomfort um and it's just a lot of other little things like I was getting out of breath very easily I was like overthinking I was it was like kind of like a shortness of breath so I kind of ignored it because I thought well you know what I haven't been to the gym for a while it's probably because of you know all this is going on it's a lot to handle but what I wasn't expecting is when I first kind of spoke about because even now like when my phone rings and I don't recognize the number or it's the it's the home where my mom currently lives Mm -hmm. i i go really bad like i get shortness of breath i get kind of like very dry mouth i start pacing um you know up and down wherever um and it's 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 tough it's it's the the one way i can describe it for myself and this is you know there's very very different forms of anxiety but when you stand on a plug or you stub your toe or something like that Mm -hmm. it's kind of that sharp kind of you know you know it's happening you know it's hurting but then it's kind of you know you're kind of angry at yourself that you've just done this and so that's how I kind of look at it oh interesting. obviously it's very different obviously for other people but yeah that that's how I kind of describe it is yeah when you stub your toe or stand on lego it's kind of like ow but you know there's there's a lot of techniques out there that kind of can can get you through it, which I didn't realize as well until <laughs> I was kind of educating myself around anxiety and the whole kind of emotion. Mm-hmm. Wow, interesting, interesting. So let's talk about, I mean, this just happened 2017. This has been crazy. So um, you've lived, I guess, how many years uh, how old are you now? So I turned 30 in lockdown. So it happened when I was 27. Okay. And yeah, now, yeah, 30. Wow. 
So the last three years have been kind of crazy. So would you say right now that you are a bit more stable? What is your mental health like right now? Um, it's took a bit of a battering, but one thing that I'm a little bit grateful for, I'm a, I'm a big believer in, you know, the negatives to positives, you know, there's as much as this is a huge negative situation that we're in and, you know, it's still ongoing, you know, we still, we, I mean, we get told like my mom is going to die like three times a year, you know, she caught coronavirus and it was like, you know, there is no way that she's pulling herself out of this, but she's a very strong, resilient woman. Mm-hmm. And it's something, and, you know, I take a lot of my kind of strength and re- resilience from my mom because it's like, well, you know, if she can go through this real life changing experience and, you know, the possibility of not ever being able to walk again, you know, she, we don't think she'll ever actually return home. Then, you know, yeah, if I'm having a bad day, I can, I can get up and I'm, it makes me more grateful that I'm still able to do my day to day things. Mm-hmm. But you know, that sounds very positive, but it's still, <laughs> it still hurts <laughs> a lot yeah, some days. Definitely. Um, but yeah, like when we went into lockdown and stuff, I think because me and my sister were very used to this kind of isolated way of living, you know, if we, if we were poorly beforehand, before all this happened, we weren't able to go and see my mom because, you know, she's a very vulnerable woman. Um, so we were kind of used to not being able to see, you know, parents, family. So we've kind of blossomed a little bit in lockdown because it's allowed it's given us a lot of time to process what has happened so mm-hmm. it's been a bit of a blessing in disguise um but yeah i still have really good days but then i also have a lot of bad days but it's kind of remembering the good days that and they help a hell of a lot with the bad days right definitely definitely so what would you say can you list some of the resources or what did you have to do to bounce back or to overcome those challenges that you had? What did you, what helped? The, the biggest one for me, and this is quite an emotional one. In January of this year, I was, I was exhausted. I was, I had literally had nothing left to kind of give. I was, mom was just come out of hospital again, not knowing if she was going to make it. And I was just like, I just didn't want to continue living my life the way I was. And it kind of, you know, I'm a very kind of sociable, kind of comedic person. I would always try and find the joke in anything. And it just, none of that was happening. And it got to a stage where I just wasn't feeling myself. There was like certain thoughts kind of thrown around in my head. And I reached out to my friends and to my little sister and just said like, something's going on. Like, I, I just don't want to be here mm-hmm. and I think being at that lowest point and being at rock bottom made me realize well actually you know you have you've got a lot to be grateful for and you've got a lot of incredible people You're around so- you yeah and you know I think the biggest thing that I can ever recommend to anyone is the opening up and kind of asking for help there's no shame in it whatsoever um but talking is the biggest one yeah even just you know I I say this all the time and it's so kind of hard-hitting but it's something that my friend said to me when I was going through that kind of patch was like I would rather be reading your text messages and like your your messages than reading something at your funeral 
and it was literally like oh okay yeah you know you know what i've got a lot more to give it was kind of like finding myself worth a little bit like i'd given so much to everyone else for such a huge well a short period of time but it felt like a lifetime um that it was kind of like well do you know what actually you you've earned your stripes a little bit now it's time to start investing all this time into yourself so i think my biggest advice would be just to look after number one because it's not selfish it's not like it's it may seem selfish especially for someone who is so used to doing so much for other people but taking that time out just and just learning how to say no sometimes unless it's work obviously you have to go to work but you know that or go to school or anything that's you can't say no to stuff like that but you know if you just if you're not feeling it if you're not feeling that night out with your friends or you know anything like that if if it's not right for you and you're not feeling it then you know look after yourself well self-care is so important because i mean if you don't take care of yourself if there's no self then there's no one there's just it's impossible for you to take care of anyone else exactly it i mean and it's and it's something that was probably the biggest lesson throughout all of this and even throughout kind of uh, lockdown is you know the allowing yourself time to process allowing your time self time to like heal and find out like what kind of really makes you happy mm-hmm. is so important because those minor little changes can really change your complete you know your whole outlook and your mindset right and it's something that can actually change your life mm-hmm. wow wow that's amazing so did you ever think of um, actually going to like support groups um, when you were going just to connect with other people that were also living with um, anxiety or PTSD? So when, if, I mean, I got incredibly lucky when I first reached out, um, I got a therapist who I dealt with before when I was going through all the stuff with my mom and the various kind of hospitals and stuff we were at. So I was having therapy sessions and I was learning about, you know, why I was behaving a certain way, why my body was behaving a certain way with these kind of, you know, these challenges. But then all that stopped because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So when it was like, well, okay, I can't go backwards. I don't want to start feeling like that again. So that's when I started my podcast as a way of, it was kind of like a free therapy session, if I'm being yeah. honest. <laughs> Because it was like, well, I need to keep talking. I need to keep opening up. And then what by doing that, kind of, it it allowed me to cross paths with some incredible people facing the road. I mean, even now, like I'm, you know, I'm sat talking to yourself mm-hmm. and it's stuff like this that makes me so grateful. And so like that I was, I did have to go through those challenges at times, but I've sometimes think that I was supposed to go through that because I wouldn't been able to educate myself and learn and, you know, meet some incredible people facing their own challenges. And it's kind of turned into a bit of a community just by, mm-hmm. just by listening. Right. So it's, that was that, that's what I've had. And obviously hopefully once this the whole lockdown situations like over and, you know, I, I would like to meet some of those people like face to face and just like really because I've genuinely made friends and I, I never thought I'd be not that I, I didn't have friends before, but like I meant like I've genuinely made friends just by talking about our different mental challenges. Yes. And it, it's, 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 it's a nice feeling, but 
obviously no one wants to see anyone struggle but knowing that we're all in this kind of together no matter there's no judgment there's nothing kind of oh well my condition's worse than yours you know there's none of that and it's it's a real nice little community going on cool 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 so what was my next question um so what are three things that you wish you had available to you when you were at your lowest point oh I know. this question when i think it's, it gave it gives me goosebumps because at that time when because at home it was always just me my mom and my sister so mm-hmm. my dad wasn't really around and so my mom was my only support network and when that's taken away from you and you're kind of left with this kind of overwhelming feeling of oh the only person i want to speak to is mom. my mom and it's the only person at this moment in time who isn't here so when I was going through it all I think the the top of the list would be just my mom to say it this is going to be tough this is going to be like a rough ride but you know better days are coming yes um so that I think that was number one um number two I think was the understanding and the impact things like trauma and anxiety can have because you know they throw these words at you as if you know you're in like some medical you know drama on tv like as if you're expected to know what's going on right i think if i had a better understanding of you know mental health and stuff like that beforehand i think i would have managed what was happening at that time like a lot better Mm -hmm. um number three probably a holiday is the third thing I'd probably wish I had. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was gonna, I was gonna go somewhere like from the heart or something. I was like, no, a holiday. <laughs> yes, yes. So, if you were to get a holiday, where would you see yourself going? Uh, I would go back to Bali. Like it Ooh. is my favorite place in the world. Like they have a lazy river there, and it is, it's, it's my happy place wicked i love it (laughs) bali sounds like very exotic oh it's incredible it's i literally any everyone needs to go at some point it is it's beautiful wow wow (laughs) okay so my next question is so what words of hope can you give to our listeners what should they know about anxiety ptsd going through loss and what can you tell your list our listeners today i think my biggest bit of advice is that it doesn't have to define you yeah like it does not have to like yes you go through you know these real tough like life challenges yes you may have anxiety you know you bipolar you know whatever this you know the challenge may be you don't have to allow it to define you you know there's a lot of pressure at the minute outside with the world at the minute and i feel like we're so kind of in this frame of mind where we're putting so much more pressure on ourselves because oh i can't do this because i've you know i've got anxiety i can't and honestly sometimes taking that first step out of those kind of comfort zones can be the biggest life state like life-changing steps wow so i think that's what i would say like just don't let it define you because Mm -hmm. there is there is so much to be grateful for there's you know there's so many different coping mechanisms out there and 
you know there's a lot of support out there now you know people are listening for the first time in a very long time so it's just you know don't be defined by it do what makes you happy and you know you're here for a short time not a long time you know my mom is prime example of that you know her whole life changed in the matter of you know minutes practically but you know there's a there's a big wide world out there and there's a lot of there's a lot of good out there yes wow amazing so we're going <laughs> to switch it up a little as you can see behind me um there is a book there that says the music of my life so I wrote a book and it's about my journey with um, journey with mental health and bipolar and um, how music therapy was also a very big part of it. So with that said, I want to know what type of music do you like? You know what? I'm so excited that you brought this because this is one of the things that I do on my podcast as well. It's like I reach out and I speak to some of my favorite artists about like the song, like what was behind the songs, like the feelings and stuff. So I, I love this. Music therapy is so important and it can take you to so many incredible places. Yes. So I, I love this. Um, my music taste is horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> music okay, I'm, my... I'm going to brace myself. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to brace myself. <laughs> so I'm a 90s kid through and through. Okay. So any of that kind of cheesy pop era, like I'm a huge fan of, I'm here for it. My playlist will go from anything from like the Red Hot Chili Peppers to to Pitbull to Adele to you know Coldplay. It, it can it literally, depending on my mood, yes. it will go anywhere. So, so you're eclectic. Yeah, very. <laughs> to put it politely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we are going to ask you since you like music a lot. So I'm pretty sure if one to two songs if you were to describe a song or two songs that describe your pretty much uh your journey what would it be and why that is tough okay so there's oh i love this um so there's it's not a very famous song at all um but there's a song by Emily Sanday, and it's called Breaking the Law. I mean, I've never broke the law. I'm yeah, just going to throw okay. that out. I've never, never, yeah, never broke the law. <laughs> but it's about like doing something. It, the song was written by Emily Sanday for her little sister. And she was saying, like, you know, if I was in that situation, I, I would never stop breaking the law for you. And I think it was just like a real, you know, you do what you can for your loved ones kind of moment. And it's it's stuck with me because I've been to see Emma, Emily Sunday with, like with my mom. So there's a you know there's a bit of kind of backstory with it anyway. But yeah. that's one song like it's when I hear it, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a hug <laughs> when I hear it. Yeah. Um, but it always makes me cry. <laughs> makes you cry. Aww. It's like good tears because it's like a it's like a it's like a comfort blanket. Okay. Um, so yeah, Breaking the Law by Emily Sunday. And then I think um, the other one is Chasing Pavements by Adele. Like oh, I'm a huge cool. fan of like a big, I mean, I was raised by women. So I'm a huge fan of like a big female vocal. Um, but yeah, Chasing Pavements by Adele. Because I think that there's a line in the song. Um, it's like, should I give up or should I keep chasing pavements? And it's just, you know, it's that kind of 
message of just like keep going keep going you don't know where it's going to lead you you know chase those pavements just keep going amazing oh god there's so many i know why you have another one is that what you want to add another you know it's only because it's again it's just clicked into my head and it's um run this town jay-z rihanna and kanye okay it's it's the bit that rihanna says it's like life's a game but it's not fair i break the rules so i don't care um sometimes i'm walking tall against the rain and it's just like that kind of again that you know like whether you're in the gym or you're having like a bad day or if you're on a walk or something it's that kind of like yeah it is unfair but you know we're still here we're still going keep going so I, I love like i love songs like that i love those kind of you know they're the songs i can listen to first thing in the morning yeah that's that's the word i was looking for there <laughs> yes. amazing amazing well my friends so how can people um find you if they want to actually before we do that tell me a little bit more of your talk show can we just uh briefly um, yeah. the type of guests that you do you bring on and what do I you just think? want to say as well like it's it's stuff like this like I mean it sounds so cheesy and I, I kind of I feel very cringy when I say it but this the kind of podcast and stuff like it came around at the right time because it is genuinely turned my life around it's given me a bit of a purpose it's like you know it's given me a platform to talk to people like yourself it's you know it's it's I don't know it just it it's, it's sort of turned into a real passion of mine but yeah, like what you've just said, it was music is my biggest coping mechanism. So it was an opportunity to me to kind of learn about my mental health, learn about coping mechanisms. You know, I feel like when you people have a hard time, it's always like, oh, have you tried yoga? Have you tried this? It's like, I can't do yoga. I don't have the body shape for yoga. No, no, so, no. so it's like, I'm not, I'm not going to sit there. I can't do things like this. So it was like, well, it was an opportunity for me to kind of learn and again yeah music was my biggest coping mechanism so it was a few of my favorite artists i mean i've had people like call and the gang on the show i've had people like um I, i'm not too sure if you because a lot of them is like uk based but um shinge from the noisettes um okay. There's there's a quite a lot of UK bands like okay, you may okay. have heard of their songs but you might not have heard them but yeah you've definitely heard everyone's heard of Call and the Gang of course um, <laughs> so yeah they've they've been on the show um yeah and it's it's called the the Waffle Shop so hey. you know it's a there's no food involved unfortunately <laughs> but it's just all about getting people waffling about their mental health their you know life challenges you know minor inconveniences so. You know, it's a bit of a play on words, but the message behind it is, you know, open up, talk, you know, have a waffle. So, yeah, that's how you can you can find me. So if you want to obviously check it out if you want to. But, yeah, um, it's just the Waffle Shop podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever, wherever you listen to your podcasts. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. So where else can we find you? Are you on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter? What's your yes. Um Oh, God, I always forget what I was actually. <laughs> um, I think it's at Waffle Shop Podcast. Okay, okay. Or at Taylor Nine Nine Zero, whichever. Like, just just come and say hello. And obviously, I'm no way, shape or form, like a a mental health professional. But you know, I've no, got experience. the life experience, and I know what it's like to be 
feel like you're on your own when you're feeling this kind of stuff so if you're ever feeling like that i honestly i i would love it if you reached out and we could just have a chat about it you know no matter what walk of life you're from just just give me a shout okay amazing so with that said um to all so first of all i want to thank you very much taylor for sharing your story with us i hope you guys were inspired by this story and um yeah so to all you resilient minds out there until next time please subscribe to us on all our platforms and don't forget to rate the show and leave a review for us on apple Podcasts. if you really enjoyed this please rate the show and leave a review please um also join the community of resilient minds and sign up for our monthly newsletter at www.cleonicrawford.ca.com be sure to grab a copy of my book the music of my life and also um, 30 plus one resilient stories on on amazon um, to get to know me a little bit better if you can think of one person that will receive value from today's show or um or connect with taylor's testimonial please share it with them we got, they, they got to hear this testimony and feel free to take a screenshot of today's episode of the podcast and tag us on Instagram. You can tag myself at only Cleone or resilient minds, three sixty five or our guest Taylor at the waffle, the waffle shop, <laughs> the waffle shop. And remember mental health is not a death sentence. You, despite your illness, you can strive, you can thrive and you can live a life of abundance. So until next time, I'm Cleone Crawford, and I am signing off. Take care.